it's Bernadette Joy, and as you may or may not know, I recently closed my first business dressed. And while it was a great decision for me and I'm so excited for the future, I did not realize all of the things that I would learn in the past couple of weeks about closing a business, about making that transition, and about all of the people that I've met during that time period. And so I thought it would be great to share my experience and share these stories with you in this next season called Undressed, where we meet some of my favorite people that I've met through my journey at my first business and share some tips and tools and resources on starting a business, closing a business, and all the things that happen in between. So stay tuned and see you soon. Hi, it's Bernadette Joy, and we're here on another episode of Undressed. And today I'm really excited for this episode because we're gonna talk about one of my favorite topics, which is branding and marketing. And I'm here with my good friend, Kelly Jo. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> and we're here to talk about all the things related to what it's like to grow your business and your brand, what it's like to be an entrepreneur like herself and balancing all of the things in between. Does that yes. sound good? Yes. Sounds awesome. Good. So um, we met actually through Dress. Yes. You were one of my first clients as mm -hmm. well. And I think you came to my house. I did. I, right? Yes. I was like, am I in the right place? And then I saw this little sign. <laughs> yes. And I had no idea what I was doing. And somehow you found out about me. And so I'm very thankful that you were there from the beginning. And you continued. I've seen you a couple times every year. So my name's Kelly Jo Jeffress. I own Threaded Marketing Group. And then I also have a side biz. Um, I have been my own entrepreneur now for five years wow. and totally fell into it, was not planning to ever be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I am a corporate girl through and through. Really? Yes. So there's been a lot of um, lessons learned, and but I would not trade it. I absolutely love it. I've never been happier, never been more fulfilled. Ah. Just absolutely love it. Awesome. So you said you weren't planning on it. So how did that process even begin to go into entrepreneurship? Yes. So... The end of the story is that I ended up losing my job, uh -huh. and but the beginning of the story is I fell into marketing. I was in college. I wanted to go to law school, so I was working at a law firm, and I was just the administrative assistant. I wasn't, you know, just answering phones, and I saw the brochure there, and I said, I asked the senior partner if I could take it home and on my own time make some, some updates that he would give me feedback on. Uh -huh. So I came back a few days later with my updates, and he said, congratulations, you're now the new marketing director. <laughs> And I was 18, 19 years old. Wow. And um, so I ended up changing my major, going for business and marketing. Best decision I ever made. Wow. Went to work for an architect and engineering firm after college, was mm -hmm. recruited for a contractor after that. Mm hmm and that's what actually got me here to Charlotte. That's amazing. Yes. Because um, I don't remember a lot of us growing up saying, we're going to be marketing professionals or we're going to be <laughs> no. entrepreneurs. So I'm always curious no. how people get into that. And what was that transition like going from corporate? You said you're a corporate girl through and through to starting yes. your own business. So I think there's been really good things about it, right? Like I still feel really comfortable in a boardroom. I still feel really comfortable leading mm -hmm. large groups and meetings. Um, so I think the corporate structure really mm -hmm. prepared me for being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, even being able to like gather ideas or take an idea of what was going on at this large corporation and being able to implement something similar, but on a much smaller scale. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to take a lot of those projects and initiatives that I worked on and implement those same lessons today, Yeah, which I couldn't have done if I didn't have that background. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the entrepreneur side, I mean, I don't know that anything really prepares you. 
that and nobody tells you. No, it really doesn't. Um, I mean, even now, like, I mean, I'm five years in and there's things now that I wish I would have done differently Mm -hmm. from just starting. I mean, when I started, I had just emailed a few people and said, Hey, I have extra time. If you need help, let me know. And within two weeks I was working full time within a month and a half, I was hiring my first person. Wow. And so, I mean, it literally flew by and I wasn't planning on any of it. So, you know, I think, and we talked a little bit about this before we got on the mics, which is, you know, how do you start leaping into something when you're not sure what you're doing and you're scared you're going to mess up? Yes. Um, That's pretty fast to go from, yes, you know, just asking for a couple of side gigs to hiring your first person. What do you think prepared you to do that? You know, I think, you know, I'm in corporate America. I was a manager and I led multiple teams, so I wasn't scared of that aspect Mm -hmm. um i mean like anything the people who are on your team are everything your Mm -hmm. team is um, you know if you have the best players then you will have the best team yes um but i feel like there there wasn't a moment where i said i don't know what i'm doing Ah. um and kind of paused i think i at that time i was just so busy and I knew that I could help these clients. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't even a second thought. It was like, okay, I've got to get help. You know, I was working 20 out of 24 hours a day and I've got two small kids. Yeah. And I had this other business on the side that I was, was running. So I, I didn't really have a choice. I just was like, I got to keep going. Yeah. Um, So I reached out to someone I trusted and that I had worked with previously. So there wasn't a learning curve Mm -hmm. and she was able to jump right in and and help me really build for my first two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And as we continued to add team members, um, I mean, I couldn't have done it without her in the beginning. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's really interesting that you're saying that because I meet a lot of solo entrepreneurs who have a really hard time with that and who actually say the opposite thing, right? That they're like, I can't find someone to train or I can't, you know, trust this work with someone else. And I like the way that you framed it where it was like, you know, I need to serve my clients and I'm not going to be able to do that by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think um, that's a challenge that, I felt equally, um, that was one of the things that wasn't hard for me um, going into my own business was knowing that I had to get other people. Mm-hmm. You know, what things were you looking for in those people and how did you know to find the right people? Um, so fortunately, I have really strong relationships from these last 15 years in corporate America that mm-hmm. I've been able to leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those people have grown families and wanted something flexible that they could work. And I'm, I am all about flexibility. That's yeah. one of the best things about being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I probably work more now than I did in corporate yes. America, yes. but I work weird hours. Yes. Um, and if I want to go to the gym at 9 a.m., that's okay. I can do that. Right. Um, or pick up my kids early for ice cream or whatever. Right. Um, but I think having those relationships and or trusting someone from a past life to say, hey, I really need this kind of skill set. I really need this kind of role filled. Who would you recommend? Mm-hmm. And going through my network to get them mm-hmm. has been hands down the best decision. I do still struggle if I have to start from scratch and, yes. and you know, go through LinkedIn to try and find someone, then it's just, it's really a struggle. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Um, that is a lot of people's first instinct is to post the job or put it on Facebook or yeah. whatever it is yep. versus going through the people that you know, like, and trust yes. and tapping into their network. So I think that's a really smart tip. So tell us a little bit more about your company itself. Who do you serve? Who are your clients? And what kind of work do you guys do? Yeah, so we specialize in professional services firms. So 
um, architects, engineers, contractors, accountants, chiropractors. Um, All amazing marketers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny though, we have grown 100% by referral. Okay, um, up yeah. to this point. So amazing. Yes. So I feel like that's been something that I'm really proud of because it's one client that's told another client mm -hmm. and that is still how my business has grown to this day. Yeah. Um, but typically it's small to medium sized businesses and mm -hmm. we can either go in as an extension of their existing marketing team and help for a special project or just kind of be overflow mm -hmm. or for most of our clients we are their marketing team ah, so okay. some people are like hey i need someone you know 20 hours a month and we go into their office we act you know on their behalf yeah. and kind of figure out what's their strategy what is their plan what do they need mm -hmm. and then we kind of work it around their budget Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of my background. So I come up with the plan and then our team executes everything from communications to um, websites to collateral to we can do proposals and presentations. We can do training, mm -hmm. anything. That's amazing. Have you um, found it difficult to sell that value proposition of having a marketing team or are they like happy to give it to you because that's not their wheelhouse? How does that go? Um, that's a good question. So it's probably 50-50. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when someone's contacting me, they recognize that they need help. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't realize how much help they need. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? I yes. did this, this brochure myself. It's great. I actually have one client um, who I just adore and you would think with their backgrounds that they would be a little bit more brand aware than they are. But mm -hmm. when I went to their office, there was one logo on the outside of their door. His business card had another logo, not the same logo style, logo colors, anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, these were two totally different logos. Yeah. Um, and then the collateral and website were two different logos. So there was actually like four different brands going on and there was no cohesiveness between anything. Wow. Um, so there's clients like that that mm -hmm. need a lot more help but didn't realize that that was an issue, right? That yeah. he's hurting his growth and his, you know, people want to do pe business with people that they know, like, and trust. Right. Right. And if you are offering a consistent um, service, mm -hmm. then they want to know what to expect from you. And if right. they, if you can't even figure out your brand or can't figure out what you look like or what, you know, what you stand for, mm -hmm. then people aren't going to know what to expect yes. on the quality side either. Yes. So, there's those clients, but then there's those clients that come in and say, hey, I need help with X, Y, Z. You know, here's where we started. Here, I, Here's where I'd like to be. Can you help us? And then there's those clients who are like, I have no idea what I need. You know, how can you help me? Uh -huh. And that's where we kind of start and say, okay, let's talk about your goals for your business. You know, yeah. is it growth? Is it new clients? Is it going deeper with the clients you already have? You know, do you want to expand into other geographies? Like what does that look like for your business? And then let's back into the plan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I love about what you're saying is that a lot of people think about marketing kind of after the fact versus it being really part of the integral process of building your business. Yes. And I've noticed even for myself with both dressed and my current business is really thinking about what are those goals because that dictates everything, everything else to follow and what your kind of public image is going to be. And so I think that's really important. Not a lot of people think about that because if you're an architect, you're thinking about, you know, building yes. the nicest buildings or whatever it is. Or if you're a chiropractor, you're, you know, trying to remember all of the technical aspects, but a lot of people forego, all right, you still need to get clients in the door and you're going to do that through effective 
branding. Yeah. And I think it's listening to your clients like any business, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, I have a small marketing budget, I'm not going to come back to them with a Rolls Royce worth of plan, which has happened right? to me. Oh, it happens. <laughs> I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. Right. Um, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think you really have to customize and try to figure out what is that. Now there may be overlapping initiatives or, um, you know, social media, right. Then the, the natural question is what platforms, how often, what's the messaging, you know, you want to think about your brand bubbles and like have six to 10 kind of fundamental messages that you want people to know about you. And mm -hmm. that's what it should all be centered around. So mm -hmm. what are those and identifying those and, um, but I think, you know, as businesses grow, marketing is an overhead cost. Yes. So it's one of the very first things that it's the, one of the first things to go, but it's also one of the hardest things to put that money up front. Yes. Um, yes. And so that's, especially with our smaller clients, that's a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, fiscally, they just aren't in a position to say, hey, here's some money, help me grow. Right. When ROI and marketing is so hard yes. to, to really make sure that you're registering it and like seeing what you're getting on that return. Yeah. Is how, what are some ways that you can think about getting a higher ROI on your marketing efforts? That's a hard one. Yeah. Um, or recognizing whether you're not getting ROI. I think you have to kind of set really basic goals to start, yeah. right? So um, if you're looking at how many clients are you at, you know, if you're looking at a client base, how many clients, what's your goal, right? Mm -hmm. How many clients do you want to add? Mm -hmm. um, or if you're trying to go deeper with certain clients, like looking, okay, I'm doing X amount of money with these clients. I want to make that X amount of money and, and try and see how big that pie is that you can get more of. Mm -hmm. um, or are there um, close audiences that you can kind of pivot and mm -hmm. say, okay, well, I'm doing work for XYZ client and this client's really similar. I can mm -hmm. help them. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, which in the AEC world is really easy. So architects, engineers, contractors, you know, that design world really overlaps. And if you can do yeah. business for one, you know, it's just really quick fundamentals and some language differences for each one of them. But it's, it's once you understand the market, Mm -hmm. then you can kind of transition between them really quickly and easily. Yeah. Try and pick, you know, website visitors, looking at your Google analytics, yes. like how many new people are looking at your website? What pages are they looking at? Are you adding value on those pages? Mm -hmm. um, or are they pages you haven't touched for a really long time? Mm -hmm. um, how much engagement are you getting on social media? You know, one client transition into, you know, from a, a social media post could pay for your social media for the year. Right. 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 So is it worth getting that client that you wouldn't have had to not have social media? Yeah. Right. So like trying to figure out kind of where do you want to put your resources and then how are you going to just come up with really basic goals to start with that mm -hmm. you can track? Yes. Um, and, you know, you're going to need more than one or two weeks of data, right? Yes, like yes. ideally you have a year mm -hmm. that you can look back and say, where was I a year ago? Like that's the ideal kind of trend. Yeah. Uh, I have two kind of very different businesses with dress, right? I was thinking about, okay, how many dress rentals would this, um, you know, potentially bring me in mm -hmm. order for it to be of value in order to do a certain, let's say I went to an event yeah. or I did a Facebook ad or something like that. And what I thought was really interesting was that a lot of people that I would talk to would really just talk about the overall cost of it, but not really putting it in relation to their business, right? And so when I was thinking about for dress, because it was a low price point kind of product, right? For me to do a certain ad, right? I'd have to say, okay, well, for me to do that, it would I would really want to see 10 dress rentals come in. Right. But thinking about, okay, who are those people that 
would get those 10 dress rentals and then figuring out, okay, that's the kind of content I want to put in that marketing. And then, you know, it should cost this much. Like I can't, it can't be over this because then it's doesn't make sense to do. But then on the flip side with, let's say like my resumes, right. I get paid, you know, between $300 and $500 for a resume, right? Mm -hmm. I just need one client right? Right. (laughs) from a Facebook ad. And so sometimes when I hear people say like, oh, I don't want to spend money on, you know, ads or marketing and stuff, and they're doing businesses like architects or um, legal services is another one that I hear. And I'm like, literally one client would be enough to pay Pay for for all of that. And then some. So imagine if you got two, three, or four from that same Right. And if you do a good job, then hopefully you can ask that client, hey, do you have any friends that I could also help? Would you mind introducing me to, you know, Joe or Bob or Sue? Yeah. So I'm curious. So you've you've been in this five years. You said Mm -hmm. there's some mistakes made along the way. Um, What's a particular thing that you're like, oh, God, if I could talk to myself five years ago and do this differently? (laughs) Uh, I don't know that we have that much time. So there's a couple that come immediately to mind. Um, And this is so embarrassing because I am a marketing expert, really. But when I first started and I had reached out to those people to see if they needed help, when they said, yes, I do need help, I just came up with a business name for my bank account only. It was never supposed to be public. I was never going to build a brand around it. I was never going to make business cards. I was never going to introduce and kind of be this figurehead Mm -hmm. for this company. And so the name that I came up with for this bank account was a play on my side biz name Uh only. Uh And um, then I just got so busy. And as people started introducing me to other people, I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to have business cards, right? So I remember very distinctly, one of my new clients had introduced me to one of their clients. And um, he said, he's like, you know, your meeting's at two o'clock tomorrow make sure you bring some collateral and business cards for him to look at. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I have nothing. So I came up with the, the logo, all the brand guidelines, everything. I did my business cards literally in a night, got wow. them overnight printed, which is not, I would never, <laughs> ever, ever recommend this to anyone ever. Super um, it was horrible. I mean, from my marketing, like I would, I, I was so embarrassed, uh-huh. um, but I needed something and something was better than nothing. Absolutely. Um, and I was like, okay, this will just be a priority, you know, and really, you know, people were buying me at that time they were buying my expertise so it really didn't matter what was on that business card but still it's not the face forward that i want to put out there yeah first impression um it took me now granted i grew fast as i as i said so it took me over a year and a half to rename my company really yes yes all of my clients and i still have the same clients that i had yeah four or five years ago um, they're all still my clients. Yeah, I had to do a whole rebrand, a whole new name. Now I'm really proud of the name and the brand that we've built, which is Threading which Marketing I love. Group. Yeah, um, and threading everything together. Like there's just so much there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I when I still look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, so that's probably the big one. Yeah. And then I think the other thing is, you know, and you and I talked about this before we went on live. Is I really wish. I could go back and I would have set up my business legally with an expert. Like mm-hmm. I wish I would have actually sat down with an attorney and said, okay, do I need to be an S corp? Do I need to be an LLC? Because even now every year it comes up, up multiple times a year and I end up spending hours trying to like figure something out or do something or um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's time wasted now 
that I should have spent on the front end and just yeah. invested early. And I just didn't see the vision at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big lesson learned. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Those foundational things at the beginning can cost you so much later on. I'm going through that process right now too, because I named my first business dressed, which was the, you know, the business before, yep. but I'm pivoting into this other business. And I had to go through this whole process of changing it because dress does not apply to what I'm doing Yes, going forward. And I was like, you know what? I really, it would have been really great to be like a little bit more thoughtful about what my long-term vision was yep. for that. Absolutely. Um, but I remember working for, uh, someone, a pretty great entrepreneur here in Charlotte. And I remember getting my first paycheck cause I worked at his retail store and it said, Bernie LLC or something like that. And I was like, that's weird. I'm Bernadette. Like, his, why is it called Bernie? His name is not right. anything related to that. And he was like, oh, that's the name of my dog. And his whole LLC yes. is named around his dog. But like, he was just like, same thing as you. He was just like, I just had to come up with something really quick. And that was the first thing that came to mind, yep. which you probably are hard on yourself because you're a marketing person. But I think the lesson learned in that is that a lot of people overthink sometimes these things yes. versus doing the job and getting the job done. And I know so many people who are like, oh, I have a great business idea. Let me spend like two years on a logo or yes. you know, however long to build a website versus just getting in there, doing what you can in that time and building on it later. Your own marketing. Yes. Right. Okay. Let's talk about this. Yes. Because this is such a challenge. So So focusing, like to your point, focusing on what you just need to do to bring money in the door and what your, what your business is, right? Like that's the whole reason we're in business is to provide for our families Mm -hmm. financially. Right. So we're to make an impact or to help somebody or, um, so even being a marketing firm, like there are so many things. If I looked at my own social media, I'm not thrilled with my social media from a company standpoint because I'm always so focused on my clients. Mm -hmm. And so I don't necessarily have the extra time. So kind of even making that time and seeing that opportunity, I see it. I just haven't had time to get there yet. Yes. So, and for me, it's really a cost, like an opportunity cost, right? I either take time away from my paying clients. Yes to do my own marketing, which the reason you're doing marketing is to get paying clients. So (laughs) it's kind of like, you know, and it costs seven times more to get a new client than to keep an existing one. So, you know, making sure that your current client base is really happy and pouring into that is way, in my mind, is way more important than, you know, your marketing. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you still have to keep some of, you know, something there. Something there. Yes. It's a balance for sure. And I think it's really hard, especially for small business owners to strike that balance. Um, For me personally with dress, like fashion and retail tends to be a very marketing driven industry, right? And in the beginning, you know, and I had zero marketing experience um, before coming into this and just starting grassroots with social media and just um, posting pictures and figuring out what people liked and didn't like. And um, I focused so heavily on that for the first, you know, uh, kind of year that I did it. But then something happened, you know, a year and a half in where I was able to spend more time with my existing clients and they were just naturally referring people over. And I remember hitting this point one day where, um, there was, uh, um, a Facebook group, um, for moms. Maybe that, that might've even been one of the ways that you and some of our other clients found us, but someone reached out to me and said, I'm going to add you to this group. And I was like, I don't have kids. Like, I'm not a mom. Like, you know, <laughs> please no, <laughs> don't. And she was like, well, your, your business and your name keeps getting 
dropped here pretty often that I think it would just be more efficient for you to respond versus like five other people responding. And something just struck me that was like, oh my God, you know, something is happening where I'm not having to do it myself anymore. Yep. And so I think- Which is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, which was really exciting. But it took all of that foundational stuff in the beginning first and then building that clientele and then having your clients speak for you. A suggestion on, you know, if you are just starting out a business, like what percent of your time could you be looking at doing your business? Like what is a small way that you can work on that marketing stuff? So I think it depends on what your business is. Yeah. Um, and I think focusing on, again, thinking about your plan, not your marketing plan, but your business plan, right? Like where are you planning to get your clients and where are you planning to get that income? Mm -hmm. And then figuring out where they are and go there. So mm -hmm. if they are always going to this one luncheon, right? Like there's a luncheon every single month that my clients usually go to, I'm there every month. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you want to be in front of them. So that marketing budget could really go to your membership to that organization or, um, making sure like you're volunteering for an organizational charity that they are supporting that those clients are at, right? You yeah. want that FaceTime and those relationship with those people. Yes. So focus on who you want to market to and then figure out where they are. Yes. It, it may not be an advertisement. It may not be, you know, I'm not going to tell you to go put an ad in a magazine. Mm -hmm. I would tell you like, think about your business plan and build your marketing plan around it. Yes. Yes. So something unexpected for dress, for example, was, you know, people were coming in for black tie yes. occasions. And then one day it occurred to me, I was like, I should be going to all these black tie occasions in Charlotte because yes. I, there is a critical mass of people on a specific date that I know that they're going to need yes. a dress. And so I started volunteering at these organizations and alongside getting more clients, but I built a lot of really great relationships yes. with organizations that I don't think I otherwise would have met if not for the business, but it was always... The, the best advertising is that I would just wear one of my own dresses. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So now that you've been in this five years also, how do you feel like your kind of personal life has been different being an entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> so I think in the beginning, um, you know, it was really, and it's still up to me. I mean, the buck stops with me. Yeah. That's one thing, like we have an internal QAQC process. So every single thing has to be seen by someone else in the firm before it goes to a client. I love that. 95% of the time, that's my eyes. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of times when I can't, you know, put my kids to bed because mm -hmm. I need to look at some stuff for my team or make sure it gets out. Um, but the first two to three years, I would say it was a lot more hectic Mm -hmm. I mean, even though now I'm really busy, it's a different busy. Um, now I'm expected busy. Yes. Kind of know the seasons of when, when it's going to happen, right? Yes. And there's some days when I have absolutely nothing going on and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do today? And it's just this weird feeling. And then, um, I mean, even in the beginning of November, there was three days when I was like, oh my gosh, like I have no work. And then something happened one day and now I'm like, oh my gosh, every client I've ever worked with is needs something, right? Yeah. It just kind of, it's the cyclical process. Mm -hmm. um, but I think trusting, I mean, now that I've been in it five years, I kind of am starting to trust that God's God has a plan and he's always going to provide. And every single time that I start to worry or I'm starting to think like, oh my gosh, my biggest client is starting to slow down or something, then I get another big client. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just kind of has worked out that way, but it's taken a lot of trust and anxiety yeah. <laughs> to get there. Yeah. I am a huge believer in multiple streams of income. Yes. So not putting all your eggs in one basket. Yes. And the only reason I think I'm so comfortable kind of continuing to build this brand is because I have this really successful side biz yeah. that is helping to pay the bills. 
So if something, if my marketing firm goes away tomorrow, mm -hmm. which, you know, could happen at any point, then I still have all of my family's bills being paid by my side gig. Right. And I think, you know, I love that you're saying that because a lot of people to jump from a corporate to entrepreneurship expect, or they won't jump until that entrepreneurial thing pays for what they used to make in corporate. And so, <laughs> I know, right? We're both laughing yes. at that. We're like, that's adorable. Yes. Like, right? You know, I've heard a lot of people say that, like, yes. I'm not, I can't jump ship until I know that I'm going to make that much. Um, and I tell people all the time, I used to make probably three times as much right. as I used to in corporate, but I've also become really creative on saving money, obviously on right. some aspects of my life, but also, you know, how do I come up with different ways to make money? And so that's how, I mean, dress started out that way and then resumes and then consulting and like there's, we had, you know, um, rental properties. There's a lot of things that yes. were going on. Yes. And so when people are like, or they assume that um, my husband and I became debt free because I was just killing it at dress. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no. There is a lot of stuff right. going on to make that happen. So I right. love that messaging. And I have a lot more bosses now, right? Like yeah. now every single one of my clients is who I'm answering to. Yes. Things are not going great too. I'm like, oh, I wish I could tell my boss she's being a jerk today. Oh wait, it's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> Oops. Do you have yes. any? plans for 2020 that you're particularly excited about personal or professional we're opening another office for oh. Friday marketing group um in a different state and um kind of kind of rounding out a region a little bit more which is nice yeah if someone is interested in getting your services how can people reach you yes um so our website's threadedmarketinggroup.com mm -hmm. they can email me at kelly joe at threadedmarketinggroup.com um, we have a Facebook page or Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty available. So. <laughs> and if you're interested in hearing more about what it's like to be a business owner and all of the fun and maybe not so fun things, you can tune in for our next episodes. See you next time. <laughs>